Chapter Thirteen of El Filibusterismo by Jose Rizal. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in May two thousand twenty. The class in physics. The classroom was a spacious rectangular hall with large grated windows that admitted an abundance of light and air. Along the two sides extended three wide tiers of stone covered with wood filled with students arranged in alphabetical order. At the end, opposite the entrance, under a print of St. Thomas Aquinas, rose the professor's chair on an elevated platform with a little stairway on each side. With the exception of a beautiful blackboard in a narrow frame, scarcely ever used since there was still written on it the viva that had appeared on the opening day, no furniture either useful or useless was to be seen the walls painted white and covered with glazed tiles to prevent scratches were entirely bare having neither a drawing nor a picture nor even an outline of any physical apparatus the students had no need of any no one missed the practical instruction in an extremely experimental science for years and years it has been so taught and the country has not been upset, but continues just as ever. Now and then some little instrument descended from heaven and was exhibited to the class from a distance, like the monstrance to the prostrate worshippers, look, but touch not. From time to time, when some complacent professor appeared, one day in the year was set aside for visiting the mysterious laboratory and gazing from without at the puzzling apparatus arranged in glass cases. No one could complain, for on that day there were to be seen quantities of brass and glassware, tubes, discs, wheels, bells, and the like. The exhibition did not get beyond that, and the country was not upset. Besides, the students were convinced that those instruments had not been purchased for them. The friars would be fools. The laboratory was intended to be shown to the visitors and the high officials who came from the peninsula, so that upon seeing it they would nod their heads with satisfaction, while their guide would smile as if to say, Eh, you thought you were going to find some backward monks. Well, we're right up with the times. We have a laboratory. The visitors and high officials, after being handsomely entertained, would then write in their travels or memoirs the royal and pontifical university of santo thomas of manila in charge of the enlightened dominican order possesses a magnificent physical laboratory for the instruction of youth some two hundred and fifty students annually study this subject but whether from apathy indolence the limited capacity of the indian or some other ethnological or incomprehensible reason up to now there has not developed a lavoisier a secchi or a tyndall not even in miniature in the malay filipino race yet to be exact we will say that in this laboratory are held the classes of thirty or forty advanced students under the direction of an instructor who performs his duties well enough but as the greater part of these students come from the ateneo of the jesuits where science is taught practically in the laboratory itself, 
its utility does not come to be so great as it would be if it could be utilized by the two hundred and fifty who pay their matriculation fees buy their books memorize them and waste a year to know nothing afterwards as a result with the exception of some rare usher or janitor who has had charge of the museum for years no one has ever been known to get any advantage from the lessons memorized with so great effort but let us return to the class the professor was a young dominican who had filled several chairs in san juan de letran with zeal and good repute he had the reputation of being a great logician as well as a profound philosopher and was one of the most promising in his clique his elders treated him with consideration while the younger men envied him for there were also cliques among them this was the third year of his professorship and although the first in which he had taught physics and chemistry he already passed for a sage not only with the complacent students but also among the other nomadic professors padre milon did not belong to the common crowd who each year changed their subject in order to acquire scientific knowledge students among other students with the difference only that they follow a single course that they quiz instead of being quizzed that they have a better knowledge of castilian and that they are not examined at the completion of the course padre milon went deeply into science knew the physics of aristotle and padre amat read carefully his ramos and sometimes glanced at ganot with all that he would often shake his head with an air of doubt as he smiled and murmured transeat in regard to chemistry no common knowledge was attributed to him after he had taken as a premise the statement of saint thomas that water is a mixture and proved plainly that the angelic doctor had long forestalled berzelius gay-lussac bunsen and other more or less presumptuous materialists moreover in spite of having been an instructor in geography he still entertained certain doubts as to the rotundity of the earth and smiled maliciously when its rotation and revolution around the sun were mentioned as he recited the verses el mentir de las estrellas es un cómodo mentir footnote to lie about the stars is a safe kind of lying End footnote. he also smiled maliciously in the presence of certain physical theories and considered visionary if not actually insane the jesuit secchi to whom he imputed the making of triangulations on the host as a result of his astronomical mania for which reason it was said that he had been forbidden to celebrate mass many persons also noticed in him some aversion to the sciences that he taught but these vagaries were trifles scholarly and religious prejudices that were easily explained not only by the fact that the physical sciences were eminently practical of pure observation and deduction while his forte was philosophy purely speculative of abstraction and induction but also because like any good dominican jealous of the fame of his order he could hardly feel any affection for a science in which none of his brethren had excelled he was the first who did not accept the chemistry of saint thomas aquinas and in which so much renown had been acquired by hostile or rather let us say rival orders this was the professor who that morning called the roll 
and directed many of the students to recite the lesson from memory, word for word. The phonographs got into operation, some well, some ill, some stammering, and received their grades. He who recited without an error earned a good mark, and he who made more than three mistakes a bad mark. A fat boy with a sleepy face and hair as stiff and hard as the bristles of a brush yawned until he seemed to be about to dislocate his jaws, and stretched himself with his arms extended as though he were in his bed. The professor saw this and wished to startle him. "'Eh, there, sleepy-head, what's this? Lazy, too, so it's sure you don't know the lesson, huh?' Padre Milon not only used the depreciative tu with the students, like a good friar, but he also addressed them in the slang of the markets, a practice that he had acquired from the professor of canonical law, whether that reverend gentleman wished to humble the students, or the sacred decrees of the councils, is a question not yet settled, in spite of the great attention that has been given to it. This question, instead of offending the class, amused them, and many laughed. It was a daily occurrence. But the sleeper did not laugh. He arose with a bound, rubbed his eyes, and, as though a steam engine were turning the phonograph, began to recite. The name of mirror is applied to all polished surfaces intended to produce by the reflection of light the images of the projects placed before said surfaces. From the substances that form these surfaces, they are divided into metallic mirrors and glass mirrors. Stop, 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 interrupted the professor. Heavens, what a rattle! We are at the point where the mirrors are divided into metallic and glass, eh? Now, if I should present to you a block of wood, a piece of camagon, for instance, well polished and varnished, or a slab of black marble well burnished, or a square of jet which would reflect the images of objects placed before them, how would you classify those mirrors? Whether he did not know what to answer or did not understand the question, the student tried to get out of the difficulty by demonstrating that he knew the lesson, so he rushed on like a torrent. The first are composed of brass or an alloy of different metals, and the second of a sheet of glass with its two sides well polished, one of which has an amalgam of tin adhering to it. Tut, 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 that's not it. I say to you, Dominus Vobiscum, and you answer me with requiescat in pace. The worthy professor then repeated the question in the vernacular of the markets, interspersed with cosas and abas at every moment. The poor youth did not know how to get out of the quandary, he doubted whether to include the camagon with the metals or the marble with glasses, and leave the jet as a neutral substance, until Juanito Pelaez maliciously prompted him. The mirror of camagon among the wooden mirrors. The incautious youth repeated this aloud, and half the class was convulsed with laughter. A good sample of wood you are yourself, exclaimed the professor, laughing in spite of himself. Let's see from what you would define a mirror. From a surface per se, in quantum est superficies, or from a substance that forms the surface, or from the substance upon which the surface rests, the raw material modified by the attribute surface, since it is clear that surface being an accidental property of bodies, 
it cannot exist without substance let's see now what do you say i nothing the wretched boy was about to reply for he did not understand what it was all about confused as he was by so many surfaces and so many accidents that smote cruelly on his ears but a sense of shame restrained him filled with anguish and breaking into a cold perspiration he began to repeat between his teeth the name of mirror is applied to all polished surfaces ergo perte the mirror is the surface angled the professor well then clear up this difficulty if the surface is the mirror it must be of no consequence to the essence of the mirror what may be found behind this surface since what is behind it does not affect the essence that is before it it est the surface quae super faciem est quia vocatur superficies facies ea quae supravidetur do you admit that or do you not admit it the poor youth's hair stood up straighter than ever as though acted upon by some magnetic force do you admit it or do you not admit it anything whatever you wish padre was his thought but he did not dare to express it from fear of ridicule that was a dilemma indeed and he had never been in a worse one he had a vague idea that the most innocent thing could not be admitted to the friars but that they or rather their estates and curacies would get out of it all the results and advantages imaginable so his good angel prompted him to deny everything with all the energy of his soul and refractoriness of his hair and he was about to shout a proud nego for the reason that he who denies everything does not compromise himself in anything as a certain lawyer had once told him but the evil habit of disregarding the dictates of one's own conscience of having little faith in legal folk and of seeking aid from others where one is sufficient unto himself was his undoing his companions especially juanito pelaez were making signs to him to admit it so he let himself be carried away by his evil destiny and exclaimed concedo padre in a voice as faltering as though he were saying in manus tuas commendo spiritum meum concedo antecedentum echoed the professor smiling maliciously ergo i can scratch the mercury off a looking-glass put in its place a piece of bibinka and we shall still have a mirror eh now what shall we have the youth gazed at his prompters but seeing them surprised and speechless contracted his features into an expression of bitterest reproach deus meus deus meus quare dereliquisteme said his troubled eyes while his lips muttered linintican vainly he coughed fumbled at his shirt bosom stood first on one foot and then on the other but found no answer come now what have we urged the professor enjoying the effect of his reasoning bibinka whispered juanito pelaez bibinka shut up you fool cried the desperate youth hoping to get out of the difficulty by turning it into a complaint let's see juanito if you can answer the question for me the professor then said to pelaez who was one of his pets 
the latter rose slowly not without first giving penitente who followed him on the roll a nudge that meant don't forget to prompt me nego consequentiam padre he replied resolutely aha then probo consequentiam per te the polished surface constitutes the essence of the mirror nego suppositum interrupted juanito as he felt placido pulling at his coat how per te nego ergo you believe that what is behind affects what is in front nego the student cried with still much ardor feeling another jerk at his coat juanito or rather placido who was prompting him was unconsciously adopting chinese tactics not to admit the most inoffensive foreigner in order not to be invaded then where are we asked the professor somewhat disconcerted and looking uneasily at the refractory student does the substance behind affect or does it not affect the surface to this precise and categorical question a kind of ultimatum juanito did not know what to reply and his coat offered no suggestions in vain he made signs to placido but placido himself was in doubt juanito then took advantage of a moment in which the professor was staring at a student who was cautiously and secretly taking off the shoes that hurt his feet to step heavily on placido's toes and whisper tell me hurry up tell me i distinguish get out what an ass you are yelled placido unreservedly as he stared with angry eyes and rubbed his hand over his patent leather shoe the professor heard the cry stared at the pair and guessed what had happened listen you meddler he addressed placido i wasn't questioning you but since you think you can save others let's see if you can save yourself salva te ipsum and decide this question juanito sat down in content and as a mark of gratitude stuck out his tongue at his prompter who had arisen blushing with shame and muttering incoherent excuses for a moment padre milon regarded him as one gloating over a favorite dish what a good thing it would be to humiliate and hold up to ridicule that dudish boy always smartly dressed with head erect and serene look it would be a deed of charity so the charitable professor applied himself to it with all his heart slowly repeating the question the book says that the metallic mirrors are made of brass and an alloy of different metals is that true or is it not true so the book says padre liber dixit ergo ita est don't pretend that you know more than the book does it then adds that the glass mirrors are made of a sheet of glass whose two surfaces are well polished one of them having applied to it an amalgam of tin nota bene an amalgam of tin is that true if the book says so padre is tin a metal it seems so padre the book says so it is it is and the word amalgam means that it is compounded with mercury which is also a metal ergo a glass mirror is a metallic mirror ergo the terms of the distinction are confused ergo the classification is imperfect how do you explain that meddler 
he emphasized the ergos and the familiar use with indescribable relish at the same time winking as though to say you are done for it means that it means that stammered placido it means that you haven't learned the lesson you petty meddler you don't understand it yourself and yet you prompt your neighbor the class took no offence but on the contrary many thought the epithet funny and laughed placido bit his lips what's your name the professor asked him placido was the curt reply ah placido penitente although you look more like placido the prompter or the prompted but penitent i'm going to impose some penance on you for your promptings pleased with his play on words he ordered the youth to recite the lesson and the latter in the state of mind to which he was reduced made more than three mistakes shaking his head up and down the professor slowly opened the register and slowly scanned it while he called off the names in a low voice palencia polomo panganiban pedraza pelado pelaes penitents aha placido penitente fifteen unexcused absences placido started up fifteen absences padre fifteen unexcused absences continued the professor so that you only lack one to be dropped from the roll fifteen absences fifteen absences repeated placido in amazement i've never been absent more than four times and with today perhaps five gesso gesso monser replied the professor examining the youth over his gold eyeglasses you confess that you have missed five times and god knows if you may have missed oftener at qui as i rarely call the roll every time i catch any one i put five marks against him ergo how many are five times five have you forgotten the multiplication table five times five twenty-five correct correct thus you've still got away with ten because i have caught you only three times Ha! Huh, if i had caught you every time now how many are three times five fifteen fifteen right you are concluded the professor closing the register if you miss once more out of doors with you get out ah now a mark for the failure in the daily lesson he again opened the register sought out the name and entered the mark come only one mark he said since you hadn't any before but padre exclaimed placido restraining himself if your reverence puts a mark against me for failing in the lesson your reverence owes it to me to erase the one for absence that you have put against me for to-day his reverence made no answer first he slowly entered the mark then contemplated it with his head on one side the mark must be artistic closed the register and asked with great sarcasm abba and why so sir because i can't conceive padre how one can be absent from the class and at the same time recite the lesson in it your reverence is saying that to be is not to be naku a metaphysician but a rather premature one so you can't conceive of it eh 
sed patet experientia and contra experientiam negantem fusilibus et arguendum do you understand and can't you conceive with your philosophical head that one can be absent from the class and not know the lesson at the same time is it a fact that absence necessarily implies knowledge what do you say to that philosophaster this last epithet was the drop of water that made the full cup overflow placido enjoyed among his friends the reputation of being a philosopher so he lost his patience threw down his book arose and faced the professor enough padre enough your reverence can put all the marks against me that you wish but you haven't the right to insult me your reverence may stay with the class i can't stand any more without further farewell he stalked away the class was astounded such an assumption of dignity had scarcely ever been seen and who would have thought it of placido penitente the surprised professor bit his lips and shook his head threateningly as he watched him depart then in a trembling voice he began his preachment on the same old theme delivered however with more energy and more eloquence it dealt with the growing arrogance the innate ingratitude the presumption the lack of respect for superiors the pride that the spirit of darkness infused in the young the lack of manners the absence of courtesy and so on from this he passed to coarse jests and sarcasm over the presumption which some good-for-nothing prompters had of teaching their teachers by establishing an academy for instruction in castilian aha aha he moralized those who the day before yesterday scarcely knew how to say yes padre no padre now want to know more than those who have grown grey teaching them he who wishes to learn will learn academics or no academics undoubtedly that fellow who has just gone out is one of those in the project castilian is in good hands with such guardians when are you going to get the time to attend the academy if you have scarcely enough to fulfil your duties in the regular classes we wish that you may all know spanish and that you pronounce it well so that you won't split our eardrums with your twist of expression and your peas but first business and then pleasure finish your studies first and afterwards learn castilian and all become clerks if you so wish so he went on with his harangue until the bell rang and the class was over the two hundred and thirty-four students after reciting their prayers went out as ignorant as when they went in but breathing more freely as if a great weight had been lifted from them each youth had lost another hour of his life and with it a portion of his dignity and self-respect and in exchange there was an increase of discontent an aversion to study of resentment in their hearts after all this ask for knowledge dignity gratitude de nobis post haec tristis sententia fertur just as the two hundred and thirty-four spent their class hours so the thousands of students who preceded them have spent theirs and if matters do not mend so will those yet to come spend theirs and be brutalized while wounded dignity and youthful enthusiasm will be converted into hatred and sloth like the waves that become polluted along one part of the shore 
and roll on one after another, each in succession depositing a larger sediment of filth. But yet, he who from eternity watches the consequences of a deed develop like a thread through the loom of the centuries, he who weighs the value of a second and has ordained for his creatures as an elemental law progress and development, he, if he is just, will demand a strict accounting from those who must render it, of the millions of intelligences darkened and blinded, of human dignity trampled upon in millions of his creatures, and of the incalculable time lost and effort wasted. And if the teachings of the gospel are based on truth, so also will these have to answer, the millions and millions who do not know how to preserve the light of their intelligences and their dignity of mind, as the master demanded an accounting from the cowardly servant for the talent that he let be taken from him. End of chapter 13